take two. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered Podcast. <laughs> hey, welcome to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered Podcast. In this podcast, oh, wait. <laughs> All right, take four. Look no, at- you you just say it. You okay. can do it. I know you can. <laughs> just welcome to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered. <laughs> I am dying. Oh my god. We're gonna fucking get it. It's gonna be epic, okay? And every time we hear it, we're gonna laugh because this is what it took to get it. Okay. Welcome to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered. We are two moms who are neighbors and friends doing a podcast from the closet. In this podcast, we're getting real about life, kids, womanhood, and all the stuff in between. So buckle up, buttercups, and join us on this roller coaster. Welcome back to Life's Lemonade. We're back for season two after a little hiatus for summer. I think we needed this time to kind of just flow into our families in summer. And it was a little bit crazy. I know. I feel like before we stopped, we just kept talking about how we had no schedule. Yeah. And then we just kind of fell off of this fell too. Off of everything. So we're back with our schedules. <laughs> For sure. And School it's like and work and it's back with no lube because <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm just I really wanted a, a routine back and right now that I kind of have one again, I'm I'm not living for it this round for some reason. Like, <laughs> no, it feels I literally different. today was thinking in my head like and I was like, I feel like I have I don't have a minute to breathe. Yes. Like I have no I just need a minute to breathe. Like that's yeah. it. But I don't have that. It's been chaos. What do you think has contributed to that? I mean, you're you're working so much I now. Know. I'm like she's overwhelmed the hardest thing i think with my is it overwhelm or is it stress like i'm going back to brene (laughs) no i think it's um the lack of schedule like i my like schedule changes daily daily like i never know when i'm gonna be doing nothing territory though now and then all of a sudden i have so much to do and then I have so much to do, and then all of a sudden I have nothing. It's been crazy. Yeah, so you're trying to figure out how you can find a schedule with this new career of yours that you're going to kind of, this is your new normal. <laughs> but you were saying the other day, like, you're not willing, you were talking about working out, like, you don't have time to work out in the mornings anymore. You're like, but I'm just not really willing to get up as no, early not. as you do anymore. I'm not going to compromise You my will get to that point, for... though. But, you know, but that that's the thing is that, you're not going to compromise your sleep. You're going to compromise at night where you're going to be like, I'm not going to stay up and watch pointless TV too late. Yeah. You know, I think that's for me, that was the first thing to go was like staying that, up too late. But I that's my like quiet time. the only time I have to myself. That's and what that's it feels what like. But I then your morning, will, your morning will become that. And it's almost like, do you want pointless TV time or do you want intentional I want both (laughs) well you can't fucking have both okay (laughs) I don't want to give up either but like today I came home and just did it in the middle of which I feel like happened a lot last year like you know you would see me in my garage working out at like random random times times. you have very random hours I fit it in and like I think my favorite time which was not good was as soon as I got home from picking the kids up from school and it was like escaping the chaos of the afternoon like as soon as I pick them up they are on another level and I'm not ready like you guys wind down while I do this and they like have their snack and then I do my thing but then also I feel like we only have limited hours together once they're done yeah. with school that by the time I got done working out I was like coming in and like making dinner and getting homework done and putting them in bed and then it feels like a rush time together so I think avoiding them is not the solution either yeah <laughs> so today I did it right before I picked them up which was fine as long as you're making time for it because now I think you realize how crucial it is for your uh, mental health to do that exercise I know. I took like a week or two off or I've just been so inconsistent. After your mom left, right? Yeah, or your, after your sister left. I mean, you've had a whole wave of visitors, People. so it's been a lot. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. You do. And I'm like over here living in my hibernated life. <laughs> I really have. I've been so disconnected. I just, I've been riding this like wave of anxiety and depression for, probably for the first, I like I've had postpartum depression, but that was so... 
specific. Yeah. yeah. And this is just feels like it's like my anxiety has gotten so bad that it's like just like depression. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's it. That's all it is. And, you know, it's hard because I'm like, I want to be present and I want to be, you know, a loving wife and a loving mom and a, you know, a, a, a here friend for you and for, you know, whoever else. Really, I don't have any other friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it yeah. just feels like it, it just got so noisy for a little bit that, yeah. you know, I just like pulled back from everything and kind of I'm kind of in this hole. And it feels okay sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, if nobody ever came looking for me, I think I'd be okay. So it's like this weird you know, like, but I think that's anxiety and depression kind of correlated. It's yeah. like anxiety, like that doctor that was on Dak Shepard's podcast, uh-huh. and she was saying like anxiety is good. We need that, and also when you, need- you feel anxiety, it's because you know that there's something in front of you. You got to do, yeah. Yeah, but then it's when you slip into depression where you're like, oh, I don't care about tomorrow, you know. Well, and that's the thing. I feel like I fully can't slip into depression, and maybe it's a good thing because like if. I didn't have kids and a job, then I could easily do that. Right. So it's like that borderline. Like there are days where I don't want to get up. I went like five days without working out one week. And by the end of those five days, I was like, this is what hell feels like. You know, I'm like, I have to make myself do it because that's literally the only thing that like boosts me even for that little bit where then I feel like I did something, you know? And having a job to go to. So I love what I do. But even that has felt like I just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Well, and it's hard because you have to I talk have to, to people. On. So yeah. it's not like you can go to work and just do your job. Your job is literally right. being social. And yeah. that's exhausting. And on not its own, just social. Like some not... people come to me with really heavy shit and yeah. I got to like listen to it. And I'm like, I got enough of my <laughs> shit. I can't handle yours today. But it's like. Being an empath, too, is a huge part of that. Because yeah. some people can just turn that off. Whereas I can't. we feel every single thing. Yeah. <laughs> Where we feel I'm the like, things oh, we see out our windows. Ready. You have <laughs> no idea how much I've been using my Palo Santo at work. I'm like, <laughs> in between clients, like cleansing my space and cleansing myself from my feet to my head. Because I just, it just feels like, right now what it feels like in my body is like, uh, like a crawling. Like I literally feel like I'm crawling out of my skin. <sighs> Yeah. While I'm at work, which is normally for me, it's like my place of respite, yeah. you know, Yeah. now it's like, it's just another layer of, of, um, you know, like when you're being a mom, you get overtouched. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, yeah. but it, like in an emotional stage. Yeah. So it's just been a lot. I told Will, I'm like, I think I'm ready to when this, I have a two year lease left on my space. And okay. I feel like when it's done, if I can make it that long, I'm going to take a break from working for a while. Yeah. And that scares me to say, but I feel like I'm ready for something else. And if that means I get to be a stay home mom full time for a little bit, and then while I get curious about other things, I think I'm finally going to allow myself to do that because keeping this pace is like finally just wearing on me. And I don't know how much longer I can keep it. What led you to that career path? Oh, I always loved it. I always loved it. I grew up in the shop. My mom was a hairdresser. But your mom did it, right? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I feel like part of it is you saw her be successful. So it wasn't a scary choice. No, it wasn't at all. It was not easy because it's not easy. I fell into it. But it was like something that you knew you could do. It came natural. Yeah. 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 So I feel like that's that's like scary to say you're going to like move away from that into something else. But also maybe it's good to find something else. Yeah. So because... now I've really like done some homework. Um, there's a yoga teacher training coming up in October that I think I'm finally going to do. I'm just diving really deep into like this. So self back in one of our first episodes. Yeah. You made that your year yeah. goal. Yeah. So, so that'll be exciting if you. I know. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna happen, but (laughs) it's gonna happen. I feel like maybe I needed to go through all this to finally get me to the point where I'm so ready to, uh, in a sense, like jump off a ledge into, into the unknown that like, it's taken me just feeling overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. you know, that overwhelm is like, I'm blown. Right. (laughs) And, um, I'm, I'm feeling that like heavily. I just, I'm ready for something different, you know, and, I just think like, you know, two years, Gigi will be in school. 
Uh, my teen will be doing college stuff. Like it's just so fucking crazy to think like what two years of a difference we'll make in our lives. But, and you know, Malaya is like really in this in between stage. So we're going to be hitting a hard time at that time. So maybe it will be for the best that I am closer, not having to worry about commuting and being out of the house for 14 hours of the day. I'm excited of the possibilities. And you have time to ease out of it. It's not like a sudden like it's not switch. like just pulling the rug out. No, yeah, but I'm, to... I'm thinking about it. And, um, like, Will has seen me so unhappy that he's just like, do what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> you whatever know, so whatever it's going to take for you to feel alive again. Yeah. Do that. I've been going to therapy for five weeks now. And luckily I found someone that is great. I, I know that's so We lucky. clicked on. Yeah. It was, it was honestly meant to be i'm and doing she it remembers you every time she remembers me <laughs> i have been waiting for her to be like have we done this before oh my gosh <laughs> you know i so. was just telling your friend about it yesterday and she was like stop i can't yeah. even imagine she's like you didn't say anything and i was like no and then i was thinking about it today <laughs> because i was like maybe i need to go back to therapy so i was like thinking about it and i was like i think i have trauma from my therapist yeah that whole situation I'm just like I don't know we went to a party yesterday and I like made me so emotional because it was a whole bunch of people I didn't know which is like not my vibe (laughs) I don't like to be overwhelming yeah and then I was we were talking about that and I was like wow I really have an issue with I don't know I don't know how like the two just feel like they're so similar the feelings yeah of like not being recognized by someone that you have formed a relationship with and also Mm -hmm. like walking into a party full of people you don't know and like not being noticed like it's such a weird feeling yeah and so then when I was thinking about therapy today and I actually like reached out to a few therapists I was like I think I should start with what happened in my last yeah because it didn't feel like anything the first time I just felt like okay well then I'm just done with therapy yeah I like got a lot out of it before she I mean it helped you through a a difficult situation for sure but yeah, you're you're I left don't think on this I can cliffhanger. Leave therapy like that, like because yeah, that's no. just like a bad. Yeah, it didn't feel like a bad vibe when I left, but in retrospect, I'm back. like that's a it's circling back thing to yeah. like it's just still it's still in there like bothering me for so. sure. I don't know. Interesting. Well, you know what? I think I'm I think glad yours recognizes you. She certainly does. <laughs> thank God. But I almost feel like maybe it's because all the shit I share is so damn impactful that I'm like, she's probably like, this girl's <laughs> fucked up. Yep. And she needs me and I'm going to remember her. But she does a great job of remembering things. And she, I can see she's taking a lot of notes oh, and good. she remembers specific things. So it's okay. really helpful for me because sometimes I forget what I say, yeah. you know? And so she's like, Oh, remember that one time, like you were saying this, like, what oh, did you really mean wow. on that? And so she's, she's like connecting where I am today versus where we started and then things in between. Yeah. Maybe I need her name. Yeah. My therapist didn't write anything down. Oh yeah. No, I <laughs> see her and notes. she's giving me really great tools. And it's so crazy because this is teledoc. I'm doing it virtually. Yeah. It's just what fits in our schedule. And like, I thought I wasn't going to be able to connect with someone over that. That's what I thought too. Yeah. And it's, it's been really um, a nice surprise. And I mean, it was meant to be because I had scheduled one with a previous one and the day of, they told me my appointment was canceled because it couldn't get a hold of me. And I'm like, I haven't gotten any message, but whatever. So I just went on and I went on to see who else I could schedule. And I happened to have a cancellation at work, like literally smack dab in the day on a Friday at one o'clock, which is really rare. Yeah. And I was like, what am I going to do? So I was just like, let me shoot my shot, see if anyone's available then, because I'm going to be sitting here anyway. Yeah. And she was the only one that had one o'clock specifically. That was wow. her only opening that day. So I was like, okay, I'm yeah. going to go with her. And it feels like it feels like it was just meant to be yeah. because she has really helped me come to some really big realizations oh, that I wasn't expecting to have so soon. I yeah. think. I'm like, what's the point of all this? And then it gets like something comes up and I'm like, oh, that's yeah. why. Well, that's what everyone says about therapy, too. Like it feels weird. It feels like weird or like almost unproductive or just draining yeah. until you have that moment that where it's moment. like, oh, my gosh. And yeah. then you keep having those moments and they become more frequent and you get better and you feel right. better and it's not as draining all the time it's right. more like yeah 
profound, I guess. And, and it's profound because, I mean, it's it can still be draining because you realize like you're confronted with like really the most true parts of yourself. Yeah. It's being regurgitated to you in a different way. And you're like, oh shit, but now I have something to work with. Now yeah. I have a starting point where before it's like, you're just free falling. Yeah. You're just doing life. You're fucking up. You're doing, feeling inadequate, you know, not having self-compassion. That's a big one for me right now. And like, there's no guidance whatsoever, you know? Yeah. So just having someone to bounce, bounce it back with has been really helpful, but I feel like we have a session and then I spend the entire week like unraveling that session mm. and unraveling myself. Like, I just feel like, like, it, it, you know, it, you're facing some, some monsters. I know for sure I am. And it's been tough because then I have to still show up as a mom and as a wife and I can't fully be on because I'm having to but, deal yeah. with all the stuff that I've. Yeah. But that might be a good thing to bring up to her. Yeah. It's like, how can I, like, have this and do this and work on myself while but also draw a line and not have it consume me? Right. Because that shouldn't happen either. Yeah. But if you That's think about it, it's like consuming me in a different way yeah. when I'm not in therapy because then it just becomes anxiety because I internalize versus mm -hmm. now I'm like, I have the words and now I just have to be able to say, hey, well, this is what I'm feeling right now, and like, which is so hard for me to do. But I'm I think having it's hard to be, for everyone. Yeah, like, can anyone do that? I can't do that. I don't know. I wonder what it looks like. I think the best. <laughs> I feel like we have very good communication in our marriage, and it's still like yeah. for either of us, it's hard to come and say like, "Oh my gosh," because I think for one, you don't want to put your burden on the other person, right? Especially if you're both in a yes. in a state yes. like that's where we're struggling. It's like. I'm feeling these things and you're feeling different things right. and they're completely unrelated. Right. But you're feeling, each I'm other. so conscious of what you're going through that I don't want to put my stuff on your plate mm -hmm. and vice versa. So then it's just, no one talks about it, but it's just like hard to come to someone and be like, this is how I'm feeling. Well, what I told Will last week in one of our conversations was I'm going to need you to be okay with me sharing how I'm feeling and you not wanting to fix it. And you also knowing that it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. I right? feel like a, I've always heard this about men, but I feel like I kind of do it too. But that the moment you tell like your husband, what you're going through, they want to give you a solution. Yeah. And it's like, no, sometimes I just need you to listen. Just, shut up. <laughs> just listen. Yeah. Like I just need to talk and you just need to listen. Yeah. And, but I feel like I'm that way too. Like if I notice that someone is sad, my immediate reaction is to like try to What's fix wrong? the yeah. problem. We're like, sometimes like, you don't need to fix everything. But then we have like habits that we do that like my go-to is cleaning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when I feel Mine like, <laughs> when I feel like someone is upset or angry, yeah. I'm like, well, if I just clean things up, it'll be a little bit less like, yeah. it'll feel less like that. But do you feel like sometimes from, cleaning but... is like therapy? Because at least for me, while I'm cleaning, I'm thinking of the shit that's pissing me off or that's making me sad or that's yeah, whatever. Yeah, but I don't know if that's therapy. I think it's a trauma response. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Fuck. I, I feel like it's a trauma response. I remember being a little kid in the moment that my parents were fighting or my dad was upset. That was my response was mm. to go and clean my room because mm. I just felt like you if everything is... No, it was like if everything is clean and he can't be mad at like what can he that's one uh, less thing that i can be in trouble for like if things are avoiding clean. avoiding con another conflict yeah yeah oh. so i used to like shuffle my sisters around too and be like pick yeah. this up and like clean yeah. just because i don't know you know like i'm sure you can imagine but like the type of person who gets angry and if something is in their way it makes them even more mad mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so it's like if everything is clean that's just like one less thing that could possibly go wrong. Mm -hmm. But that's, and like Rick is not like that at all. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like that's my trauma response mm -hmm. to like that, um, not even anger, but just like any type of emotion. Anything. It's like to just, that's like if everything is clean, one less thing that is heavy. I don't know. I don't think it's therapeutic. Well, can, I think can, it's a trauma I mean, sometimes response. I think it's therapeutic because it gives me somewhere to put things. You know yeah, what I mean? That's I mean, true. In, in but I mind. definitely do like do that and yeah. I can feel the tension because yeah. I'm, but yeah. I don't think if you don't ever like have that conversation with the person, yeah, then, then you're kind of just spinning your wheels and you're not ruminating. It out. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, no, I think, um, I don't know, that whole incident yesterday with the neighbors. Oh like, my gosh. So watching from my window, um, I like I was messaging you and I was like on the verge of tears and yeah. it brought me back to my childhood. And so I was talking to my therapist about it today and it made me remember a time when I called the cops on my dad and um, what I and then she, the first thing she asked me was, where do you feel that in your body? Oh, what a nice question. Right. And I'm like, this is what I've been talking to Will about is like somatic healing. I think this is where I really want to go because I feel it. Mm -hmm. And I told her I feel so much in like my lower back. Like it just like, it just all tightens up. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is my neck and my shoulders. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And then I was telling Will too the other day, like where a lot of my TMJ and my jaw, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm like, I think a lot of that is caused from me, like literally me holding shit in. Yeah. Do you ever wake up and your jaw's like in a weird position? Yeah. And you're like, well, I mean, I wear a mouth guard, so I think that might protect it from it a little bit. Like my night guard, literally, I think I've almost got a hole in it from that's how like much I clench is that even my mouth guard is going to have a hole in it soon. I wake up in the or not even in the middle night in the morning from like a deep sleep Mm. and my jaw will be in like such a weird position. And I'm like, why am I sleeping like that? Like it's not, it's natural, but I think it's all that tension and that's where it like. Yeah. So just watching that whole exchange yesterday (sighs) really brought me to some stuff and I started journaling about it and then I had my therapy. So it was like a good segue into, um, you know, how this recurring stuff is coming up. And so one of the big things she said to me today was uh, some Tibetan monk said something like it's it's real, but it's not true. And so just remembering that, like, Mm. yes, it's real. It feels real and whatever. Yeah. But is it true? So today we did an exercise because she keeps talking to me about self-compassion. I'm like, what is that? (laughs) Like, I don't (laughs) don't even know what that means. (laughs) Basically, it's to suffer with, right? Self-compassion is like when I see you're sad and I'm like, (laughs) Kiara, I'm telling you all the things that you need to hear to build you up. Self-compassion is when you can do that for yourself. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I'm like, what is that? So she gave me this, um, this name of a therapist. Her name is Dr. Kristen Neff, and she's a specialist on self-compassion. And I had a quiz on there and I sent it to you to do, but it's just like, it's such a a wild idea that we are so able to do these things and show up for other people, but we can't show up for ourselves that way. Yeah. I've seen a lot of, um, like self-compassion, like practices and most of the time they say pretend like you are a friend and what would you say to the friend Mm. and I've never done that like exercise right because the first thing that comes to my mind when I read that is like that's stupid I'm not gonna believe anything I'm telling myself right like it just it's so different it's like it's almost like having self-compassion for someone else feels like you're reading a true story and having self-compassion for yourself sounds like you're reading a made-up that's so like it's so different Right. Especially like not even doing it, but just like the way that you think of it in your brain. It's like, okay, I could tell myself yeah. the things I would tell a friend, but I'm not going to believe it. Like, right. Yeah. So, so why, why is it so hard to show ourselves yeah. that? Like, where did we learn that? Do you think? Um, like, is it learned? Is it? Oh, nature versus nurture. Yeah. Nature versus nurture. Like what? What um, do you think really contributes to us? I don't think that the world really models self-compassion. That's that's not something that kids are taught by their parents. I don't think I've... Yeah. Like, I, I, I can say I have not intentionally taught that to my children, which is like, oh, wow, maybe we should. Maybe this is like... And that's what I <laughs> think When do is... we ever sit down with our kids and say, like, tell yourself these good things about yourself that I, are true? Now I, know? like, want to read examples of what it means to be self-compassionate. Like, what does that even look like? Because... So she had me walk through this exercise today because last time she brought up um, a woman named Byron Katie. Okay. And um, she has four questions, okay? And so she says, when you're having these thoughts of whatever it is, like, for my, me the one that keeps coming up is I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> right. So when I said that to her, she kind of, went, she left. Yeah, she did. She was like, <laughs> okay. And I was like, it's not very eloquent, but it's what it's right. Interesting. So she says, okay, so let's go and do like this exercise with 
the phrase, I'm a piece of shit, right? Okay. The first question is, is it true? No. <laughs> well, she says, most people say yes, because that's really what you're feeling, right? Yeah. Okay. The second question is, can you absolutely know that it's true? So is there something that happened that backs up the feeling mm-hmm. that you're having? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The third is, how do you react when you believe that thought? This is where the somatic feeling comes in. Like, mm-hmm. where are you feeling it? How does that make you feel? Yeah. Literally. And the fourth question is, who would you be without the thought? Oh, wow. Right. And so we walk through that with my, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> and it was quite intense. I have yeah. to say during that practice, like I instantly felt heavy in my shoulders, tightness in my jaw. And then as she asked, like, where do you feel it when you have that thought? Oh, I have it in my lower back. And then that last question, what would you be without it? And it was like liberation, libert. Like, do you have moments though, where you believe that you're not and your world seems it's like, I, cause I feel like when I heard that it was like, I have moments of feeling like that Uh those things that I think about myself that aren't true but I also have moments of like the world is my oyster and so it's I fluctuate between both of them see I I I scored really low on the (laughs) (laughs) self-compassion test (laughs) I didn't score very high though but I definitely feel like where there are moments where I don't know what it is that I feel and I guess I wouldn't say it's 50 50 but I feel empowered like I can do this like Mm -hmm. I got this well I think maybe that comes from the work that we're doing, right? And the the curiosities that we have and the things that we choose to read and expand our minds on. I think the little bit of awareness I have around like, oh, you're really not a piece of shit, Yesenia, is from really having already faced some of these things in the yeah. deepest way. And now I know how to move through it. But I think that's only that only comes from that. I don't I can imagine, too, that people who are in situations like um, the neighbors uh-huh. have a have sit in that feeling a lot more, like a bigger chunk of their day than right. you do. And like right. to you, it feels overwhelming, your thoughts. Yeah. But imagine like how much if more they normal. feel. People who are stuck in like can't get a job or don't make enough money to gas in their car like they probably have those thoughts all day Mm -hmm. and that's what drives them into depression Mm -hmm. and I think for you to be successful which you are like you've raised children you have a marriage like you are doing all these things that other people it's so hard for them to do Mm -hmm. you have to have a little bit of like I I can do this you know so yeah and I think it's all like the natural fight in me is yeah, that, but I think there's it's all that, relative. Like. Right. But it's that little voice in you that tells you there's more. You can do more. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, I guess there's like, uh, just like from what I've shared with my therapist, she's like, I just have to say, and it's great to get this feedback too, because I think you forget where you've started mm-hmm. and how far you've come to have someone say, you've shown a lot of strength in your life. Like, yeah. you've had she's like, I just want you to give yourself credit for where you are because considering what you've gone through. Yes. And when I went to therapy, that's what she said to me in the beginning was first of all, there, like I I was talking to her about parenting. She's like, there are parents who sit in front of me and tell me that they are doing nothing wrong, that they are good parents. Right. And they are not good parents. Right. They're like complete denial. It takes some sort of person to have the awareness that they could be doing things wrong right. and that they need to work on it. Yeah. And those are the good parents because right. they're actually trying and they're not just in this like, la la la, I'm yeah. doing fine. Yeah. Um, but she also was like, what are the things that you like, I guess like that you're proud of in, mm. in your life? Like what are the things that you do that you're good at that make you feel good? Or I don't know that you're just like succeeding in. Yeah. But like when you list those, those things, are harder to list. <laughs> But I feel like when I listed them, I was like, well, those are stupid things. Right. You minimized them. Yeah. But if you like if it were like me telling you the things that are amazing. Yeah. Then it's and, quantifiable. Like you can actually take. Yeah. That. Or I just feel like it, if I think about you, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're like so good at doing hair. You're like you're so committed to working out. Yeah. But like in your head, you're like, oh, those are just things that everybody can do. It's not that big of a right. deal. 
It's like when I passed the real estate exam and I was like, <laughs> everybody can do it. If I, if I can do it, that means it must be easy. Yeah. So it's so interesting that we can think like if we were a clone of ourselves, do you think we'd look at ourselves and be like, wow, like, look at that. Like, sh- not an, she's amazing, but, yeah, but like, an interesting she's thought. doing good. Yeah. But I, you just can't for some reason. There's like a block of about thinking those things about your own self. Yeah, so I'm gonna. Do you think it's like a humble thing? Maybe like you don't want like, to be like, yeah, like maybe. <laughs> I, I think that might have a little bit to do with it. Like you don't want to feel like you're egotistical about your yeah. your things that you're good there at. There are people that walk around thinking they're. <laughs> but do you think that's true, or do you think that that's just their defense and coping mechanism no, for I... their inadequacies? Maybe, but I think that there are people that are highly unaware of how they're coming off. Right. Like they are proud of themselves and they're flaunting it and they are not self-aware enough to know that there's something that's not normal. (laughs) Like people don't walk around like that. That's true. Yeah. There are so many self, like people that are not aware of themselves in this world. Very true. I see them every day. (laughs) I mean, if there's nothing more um, uh, entertaining is people watching and figuring out stories and making up stories of these people's lives. I mean, I'm always wondering about that, too. But I don't know. I I guess my exposure to too many different people is pretty limited because I don't go anywhere. Like, I stay home and then I go to work and I already know who I'm going to deal with at work. That's true. So I have like a curated, really a curated exposure to people, unless I'm going to go to somewhere that's got a lot of people, which I try to avoid these days. Yeah. Like I don't really go to malls and I don't really. It's just crazy how, I don't know, everyone's just going through something different. Oh, for sure. You know, everybody (sighs) for some reason has a reason. And um, I think what I'm learning is that really we can't pass judgment on people's lives you know because everyone's got their own shit and we're not perfect and there are reasons why we act certain ways and a lot of it's rooted in insecurities and um unworthiness and like the that's like the core reasons why we do a lot of the shit we do Mm -hmm. you know so it's like somewhere in all that there's an explanation you know, because if you're sure of yourself, you don't care what other people think. I know. How do you get to say. that point? Yeah. Because I'm not there. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's a good self-awareness. Right. But yeah. To, but I also think that it's good to um, I don't know. I wish I could have that. Like, I just see people interact and I'm like, they just don't give a fuck. Fully, <laughs> not even like in a bad way, but like they fully are just themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's what part of you do you think you're afraid to show if you feel like you can't fully be yourself? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't ever feel like I'm like knowledgeable enough mm-hmm. to have that confidence. Mm-hmm. Well, that's imposter syndrome. But everyone says like fake it till you make it. But yeah. I just can't bring myself to do that. Like it feels fake. <laughs> I ha- that's like my biggest issue yeah. in life is I cannot fake. I can't fake things. Like oh my god, wait, I have to show you this. this you can't fake off. things. I can't. Like, <laughs> I'm like on have my. You never- <laughs> it's you know? on my face. Like I just, I don't have it. If I like pretended something, it would eat at me. Yeah. I, but I can't even pretend. Like I just don't have it in me. So I was getting dinner ready today like earlier and I was mixing raw chicken I don't know if I was thinking about something but I remember thinking like I didn't want it to splash on me we all know how I yeah. feel about chicken yes yeah. at chicken this juices. point and I didn't know phone was on the other side of the counter and Allie picked it up and she was dying laughing and I just thought she like saw something on my phone I don't know I wasn't paying attention to her and she took a picture of me and she's and like, mom, what, like, is this is wrong? What this like. is what she said, mom, what is wrong with your face? And she like took a picture at that moment as uh-huh. I looked at it. Oh my God. Let me see your face. I can't show you. Let it's, me see it. It's so bad. <laughs> you know what that is? That's like a Fuji face. That's what we call when you smell shit. You're like, ugh. <laughs> I, I looked at it. I was like, I Ali. can see why she but, was dying. But I looked at it and I was like, 
I didn't even realize I was making that face. I, I've seen you make that face. Time. Oh my God. I've seen you make that face. I, I was, but that's like, like the you have no poker of face. my life. I can't, I, yeah, I can't. So then how were you able to get through the therapist? How did she <laughs> that's not probably see what that? My face like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're probably like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. So I just can't. But then I feel like that brings out my like insecurities when I realize yeah. like if I can't fake it, then what do I have? Nothing. I don't know. You have your authentic self. You know, but I just don't feel like <laughs> what is You don't that? feel safe to express your authentic self. Or I feel like when I do, it's people are like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't feel like. See, this is where you're not showing yourself self-compassion. I know. That's what you're doing is like. Yeah. Assuming. So I showed up to the party yesterday and I was like in a whole mood because every, I feel like in real estate, everyone has to be very like bubbly. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know a single person there except for the girl that I came with. And she's like Mm -hmm. the epitome of like a real estate agent. Um, yeah, but she's just like not even real estate related. She's just like one of those people that everybody loves. Uh, She just will talk to everyone. She's funny. Like everyone loves her. Everybody knows her. And if she, and I even noticed like there were some people that she didn't know and she just talked to them like she'd known them for years. Yeah. And I can't do that. So the whole time I'm following her around, I was just like, Oh my God, I don't belong here. And then I like the whole drive home. I was just questioning all of my life decisions you know I like, I don't what's interesting in is this... I kind of felt like that the day I joined you for your Olympics but I didn't see that at but all I felt it I know but you because I baked it till I made it yeah, no yeah. but let me tell you the next day I was on a low because Why? I was worn out I was oh. so exhausted from turning that on like you were inferior to everyone else there Because that's what I feel. Inferior? I don't know if inferior is the word. It's almost like I just can't even compare because it's different parallels. Does that make sense? Like everybody there is a part of a world that I am not. Yeah. I didn't feel inferior, but I certainly felt like oddball, you know? But then you also don't know all the shit that they, you know? So what makes you think that they're at some level that you're not at yet? Well, I haven't sold a house yet, so... (laughs) I'm you not just started. I mean, I know it's just I don't know. You it's can't just run so before weird. you crawl. You know, like you're right now. You are doing all the work. You're doing all the things, and the thing is, it's just going to start happening. Yeah, and you need to trust the process because you're putting in a lot of work. Like you are diving in, and I if like I, I was w- like, I wish you could see. <laughs> the growth that I have seen from you, like just, it's been amazing to watch you kind of like just flourish. I'm not like <laughs> that weird face. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like you have from the time I met you to now you are, um, you're, I can see the confidence in you and I can I know, s- but I feel like it feels fake, <laughs> but it's not though, because. Cause it, then I put myself in those situations and I'm like, Oh no, I'm, just give yourself the credit for what what is due. Like, you're thinking so far ahead, yeah. That you're not just like in in the moment and appreciating and really giving yourself credit for everything you've done. Like you have, it hasn't been easy. You are sacrificing time. You are like literally juggling ten million things all the time. You're on the phone. You're answering emails. You're, you know, like doing all the things. Yeah. You need to see your efforts. I know. It's hard. And give yourself credit for them. <laughs> I just, so I see self-compassion. I know. So, it's hard. That's why when you sent me that, I was like, oh, no. You're like, I'm not ready. I'm not, I'm not ready. This. Yes, you are. But that's, that's what it's going to require. And it's the hard work that I think is going to be worth it. You know, because really everybody else sees you for who you are. Like, when can you see you for who you are? And realizing <laughs> there's never an end point. Life, as long as you're living, there's going to feel, there's going to be something that we're feeling like we're not, you know, there yet. And I think that's just, I don't think that's a bad thing because that's like the anxiety, right? That anxiety is telling you, you you need to do more. It's that Kickstarter of, of getting the ball rolling. Um, But realizing when it crosses the path 
you know, crosses that line of this is unhealthy for me to think that I'm not good enough. Right. Yeah. So I just want you to know that you have done amazing things. Thanks. Yeah. And I'm just like sitting over here looking at you. You look so toned right now. (laughs) Seriously. I haven't done much of anything. But you have, yeah, you have definition, girlfriend. Look at you. I know. Um, I see it. I see it. You have really been dedicated to work and to yourself. And I think you need to give yourself some credit. Thanks. You too. <laughs> I'm just a shit show and I'm okay with, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I know she's trying to disappear into my dresses in my closet. Um, no, but I can't really, take a compliment. No, you, you have nowhere to run in here, girl. Yeah. I got you cornered. But you know, like, I think this is the thing that we all, I mean, if we can just repeat the nice things that people say to us in our heads, that maybe that's the first step of showing yeah. ourselves compassion, you know, and uh, realizing that we're human and we're going to have all these feelings and all these, you know, things come up. But, um, right. One of the four agreements. Yeah. I was doing a workout today and we were, I was laying on the floor. The late, the instructor was having us do hip thrusts uh-huh. and she started talking about the four agreements. And yeah. It's, about you. <laughs> it's, like, um, it's, it's one of those books. It's always going to punch you in the face. Yeah. And, um, I think everybody should read it. We've been talking about reading it together and it's just like, oh. when do couples ever have time to read shit together? Like we wait till nighttime and I'm like, I can't read it. I'm tired. Yeah, I, my, I will fall asleep. Putting Gigi to sleep. We come back. I'm too tired. Is she sleeping in your room still? No, we have been transferring her after she falls asleep. But it's so oh. funny. She wakes up sometimes like at one or two in the morning, like pissed off knocking on the door. And I have to close the door because otherwise the cat will come in. Yeah. And I won't have that. Well, that's nice. So she's like pissed off. Yeah. It's so nice. Sleep. It's so nice. And the nights that we forget because we sleep through with transferring her. Yeah. I wake up and I'm like, I slept like shit. And it's because she's in here. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. I really notice the sleep quality difference when she's not in our bed. Yeah. It's so funny when some of my clients find out that we co-slept for so long. They're like, how did you, how are you intimate? And I'm like, you get creative. You will figure out ways. It's not even that, but it's like the. But that's what everybody thinks. Having your own. It's, that's what's crazy is that the judgment that comes from co-sleeping, people automatically assume you're not having sex. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the only time. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Yeah, but people are so, like, linear in their thoughts. No, I would think that I just want to sit in my bed and have my space. Yeah. Alone. Yeah. (laughs) It's not even about, like... Yeah, I don't even know, because it was, like, such a short period that we actually had Malaya out of our bed before. Yeah. It kind of feels like forever ago. Yeah, it is nice. It's a nice change. Wow. I'm so excited for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It's the little things in life, man. I'm sleeping in my bed alone. Well, sort of alone. There's just no extra person in there. You have some feet between you. Yes. The next person. Which is nice, too, sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, so we're just, I don't know. We're just figuring out. Nothing has changed. We're still here with all our emotions all our emotions it feels like a roller coaster but i'm really just grateful for this time of like really now diving into things that i think i've been putting off yeah you know it it is good um and it's a lot quieter in my world like i don't have notifications and things popping off which has been really nice i think it took me a little bit to get used to to get used to it Mm -hmm. but now it feels like it's probably like a detox. There's a detox period. Yeah, it's for addictive. sure. Yeah, there was definitely once you a get over period. it, then you're like, oh, okay. now I'm like, oh, yeah, fine. My screen time's like under two hours a day, and that's because I'm like, I watch like YouTube videos on. I'm actually listening to a lot of Dr. Joe Dispenza right now. Oh, and it's been really great. Hmm. Um, do you know who he is? No, I've heard that name, but I don't think I've he's ever. a neuroscientist. But he deals a lot with, like, um, really, like, hacking your brain to already believing that you are living in a mm. whatever, whatever you want to experience, like, you know, anxiety or whatever, or manifesting yeah. powerful things in your life. But he said, like, there's a lot of guided meditations and just Ooh. a lot of talks he has. But really, like, they, they've done a lot of um, clinical studies. So there's, like, 
it's like scientific. backed up. Yeah. yeah. I just listened to a podcast today and they had a hypnotist. Oh, on. I love, yeah. Um, but she's like a hypnotist in like the clinical sense. Like it is backed by yeah. science, the way that she does things. Um, so she was like kind of debunking, like, it's not like when you get up on stage. And no, you I mean, don't, don't start quacking like a dog. She kind of yeah. like explained that <laughs> yeah. whole process and why Getting the people the do that. Yeah up there on stage and like why they do those crazy things and she's like a person that normally wouldn't do that won't do that on stage right. it's the people who are like would normally just be silly and goofy right. will do the weird things right. and then she's like at the end of it all the way that they word it i can't believe it's like do you want to not remember do you want to remember or whatever i don't know but she's like at the end they give you a choice so the people are not not remembering mm-hmm. that was their final question and they decided to wipe it to, from the memory yeah because they were like oh this is kind of embarrassing like right. i don't want to remember she's like and then there will be people people who are like yeah i remember it now like i did some crazy things but yeah Anyway, she talks about doing it with, um, so the person that she was doing it with, she hypnotized her into like not reacting to um, negative things that people say about her. Cause she's oh. like a public figure on like Instagram and she gets a lot oh, of hate. Yeah. And so she's That's like, interesting. yeah. So she's like the things that we're fixing, you already really want mm-hmm. like that's how hypnosis works. Right. I'm not telling you something to do that you don't want to do. Yeah. The things that we're able to hypnotize you through, mm-hmm. you want to For stop doing awareness. those things. Yeah. So it's yeah. so interesting. Like, it's already in you. We're just rewiring. Yeah. Because like, what was another one she talked about? <clears throat> oh, like eating when you're stressed. Mm. She's like, I can hypnotize people and like work them through yeah. eating when they're stressed. But the reason it works is because they want to stop doing that. Right. Inherently, that's what they want. Yeah. So she's like, I usually have them make a list of all the things that they want to work on. And Mm -hmm. number one will always be like the most desired thing. She's Mm -hmm. like, it's easiest to hypnotize them out of the thing that they want the most. Right. And then that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, but I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Will has done hypnosis before. One of our old clients in the the salon I used to work in before. Um, she was a hypnotist and, um, she had a, such a soothing voice. And then it made sense when I found out what she did, but Will was really struggling at that time with insomnia. And he went to her, uh, for a session. She was retired for many years, but she was like, she just loved me so much. She was like, like, yeah, I don't think we were even married yet. I think we were dating, uh, or engaged and it was during that whole transition. Um, but she made a recording of their session. So she so he would play it at night to fall asleep and he used it for like eight months and wow. he still talks about it like that was one of the most profound experiences he had yeah it's crazy yeah. how that works it's really cool but i ever since then i haven't come into contact with anyone that does it so yeah. but i've kind of been like curious about that i think i'm just getting curious about so many other things i mean i already am there's just so many like different things that can work for you yeah. why not try them all and see what sticks like, yeah well like after the low point i had last week that was when i really started listening to dr joe dispenza and because i've known about him for a couple years but i haven't really ever like given it time to listen to the videos yeah and it's crazy and just like two days of doing the meditations and practicing like the things that he talks about it made a huge difference on my um emotional state and my emotional awareness around yeah maybe i'll look him up yeah definitely look him up but um i've been trying to um not listen to things yeah (laughs) i feel like i quieting the noise I, I'm constantly listening to Plugged something. Plugged into something, yeah. Always. Like, I am always have, like, my headphones in listening to a podcast yeah. in the car when I'm home or the kids are talking or I'm watching TV. Like, I, yeah. like, a week ago, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm never in silence ever. Yeah. Until oh, yeah. last week when I had to drive all the way to work in complete silence. <laughs> Why? My phone cord wasn't working. Like, it wasn't oh. plugging in. And radio stations... Yeah. The only radio station that works consistently is like Christian radio. And that, that makes me even <laughs> So I just sat in silence. Yeah. Because I couldn't get I my that phone to work. I sometimes driving home. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow, it feels so weird. I can't remember the last time I just sat in silence. If, if there is nothing going on around me, I put my headphones on. Yeah. I never just sit in the quiet. Ever. Yeah, I think I've sat in quiet more in the last yeah. five, six weeks it's than I so ever have. It's so uncomfortable, but I feel it like um, 
I mean, basically, it's meditation, whether you're sitting with your eyes closed or moving without noise. It's yeah. it's definitely like you're with your thoughts and then you're having to pay attention to what kind of thoughts you're yeah. having. But I think I've been so like I haven't been in quiet for so long that it's still it's like uncomfortable and I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And I haven't reached the state of like embracing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to okay, be more intentional with not. Yeah putting headphones in all the time and mm-hmm. or not always having music on or yeah just being quiet yeah <laughs> quiet can be very good yeah yeah all right well so we're back you guys <laughs> thanks for uh, diving into um, everything our self-compassion rant this week um have some self-compassion yeah we're gonna be diving deeper into some things i think coming up and I have somebody in my mind that I want to reach out to okay um that I think would be really fun okay a little bit of a different take on us and I'm going to see if she's open to an interview um somebody I haven't met I just know of her through one of my clients so I think it'll be very interesting so I'm gonna reach out maybe have a little surprise for you guys and um I don't know. Just thank you guys for showing up and for being patient on our pause and, you know, and share our podcast and like our, please do Instagram life's lemonade unfiltered. Yeah. And I will say that this time away really showed me that this is a really important part of my life. Yes. And, um, I, whether, you know, however many people are listening, I think it's, um, uh, you know, we get to share who we are completely. And, um, it feels like, a like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It feels like a privilege. Yeah. You know? So I think I might've taken it for granted before, but this little reset has been really good for me to think that this is something really special. Yeah. And thank you all listeners for coming alongside our ride. Yeah, I feel like they missed us. We had a whole bunch of new followers. New followers. And I think they got to the end and we're like, uh, <laughs> where'd they go? Yeah. <laughs> so well, we're back. Yes. And I'm tune excited. in every Wednesday. We'll have a new episode up and running. Yeah. So thank you guys. See have a good week. Week. <laughs>